0: What we talking about, Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out, fly route, let's air it out, topics, loaded like offense, Colt-centric, talking about it often, Stampede Blue, let's air it out, fly route, let's air it out, do it big. For an offense. Welcome back to another Stampede Blue Colts Cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host Matt Danley. Thank you guys for joining me the day after the Colts get their first victory of the 2018 season, big 21 to win to nine win for the Colts over the Redskins. Uh, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, thought that the Redskins were going to run away with this game uh, before it was even, you know, before the game was even started. And I wasn't, I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I did not pick the Colts to win. But I expected them to play very similar to how they did. I just expected the Redskins to play a little bit better offensively. Um, so, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of good games to talk about from individuals. We, you know, basically have the entire team right now on one level and where the offense is efficient, you know, efficient enough for that matter at a large, part, uh, large portions of the game. And the defense is coming to play, looking extremely explosive, excellent. I mean, Darius Leonard – I mean, look, Matthias Farley had a big pass breakup. All kinds of good stuff to talk about. A lot of good play from the Colts in general. Uh, Let's talk about their kind of their plays uh, as it were to be compared to the Redskins, though. Uh, The Redskins led in first downs. They led in passing first downs. The Colts led in rushing first downs. Uh, The Colts were 9 of 16 on third down opportunities. That's continually excellent. Last week, I believe they were what uh, they're – 20 of 33, so it would have been 11 of 17. They're 20 of 33 right now in the league. That's pretty far and away the best in the league. It's like uh, 60.6% right now, and that's fantastic. Which, obviously, with plays that are only getting, you know, the Colts, what uh, their average yards per pass was five and a half for the game. That's the same thing as Alex Smith with the Redskins. They both had the same number in that area, but we're not used to seeing this real choppy short passing game from luck I think that a lot of it benefits him at the same time I think it gets him itchy and you know which kind of plays into where uh you know the first if we look at the interceptions that luck threw, the first initial inter interception I I mean his fault I don't know that I mean a tip ball like that's so up to chance it could have just as easily been an incompletion Uh, or could have you know we've seen so many go you know half inch by somebody's thumb and be a completion down the field so I'm not I don't I'm not big on throwing out blame when it comes to tip ball interceptions maybe the lineman should have you know gotten a better hand on him kept him off on the ground Um, other than that you know that second interception was absolutely god awful but if you take that away Andrew Luck had a pretty stinking good game the Colts did struggle at times like late in the first half, early in the second half to string large drives together, whereas in other points of the game they had been able to pull out 11, 13 play drives, stuff like that, and able to get some points on the board. All in all, I think that we're seeing a very good Colts team begin to show what it can do. Now, is that going to be consistent for each and every game? I think that's really hard to decide and try to make a say anything definitive about we know what the defense can do. We've, we're seeing their potential. We're seeing what Darius Leonard does for that linebacking crew. We're seeing the explosion out of the offense or the defensive line. And here's another caveat to that the defensive line had several penalties the other night. And I think a lot of that is just basically a byproduct of them making sure that they get off the ball quick. We saw. I think it was uh, Hassan Ridgway get through. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Jihad Ward got through. He had a sack earlier in the game, but he almost had a second sack out at the snap. I mean, it was as quick as you could get. If Alex Smith hangs onto that ball more than a second and a half, he's on the ground. And we've seen that a lot. We saw Marcus Hunt you know, nearly get a second sack, but it was negated by a penalty. Uh, we saw Jabal Sheard get a sack, playing really, really tough defense. I think that we're seeing a lot of good things with this Colts team, and the offense is efficient. Like I said, they have to be consistent, and Andrew Luck has to stop throwing these balls into triple coverage. That was an awful throw. That uh, pass to uh, Doyle in in week one in the red zone was an awful pass. He's got to get rid of those. Otherwise, we've got a, a very interesting offensive scheme here with what Frank Reich is bringing to the table. Andrew Luck, you know, basically the guy who is you know uh, executing what the puppet master Frank Reich is is putting in in place, and we're seeing what that kind of a combination can do for an offense. That third those third down conversions, they need them, because they're not averaging nine, 10 yards per play. They are getting very minimal through the air. That is, they're not getting that seven eight nine yards per pass. Uh, attempt or anything like that and thus they are making themselves um, more adequately built for a third down conversion because they are getting themselves in good third down situations third and shorts third and five and under that helps a lot the Colts have been really 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 good on third down right now I don't know why I just had an ad pop up on here but the Colts have been fantastic everywhere and you have to enjoy that part of it I mean I do I think that that is, is if they're not getting those third downs, the Colts get probably walked out of the uh, walked off the field. I mean, they're just getting murdered. If that's not the case, but they are really good on third down, and that kept them in the game against the Bengals, and they probably should have won against the Bengals, but they didn't. The Colts legitimately right now could be two and zero, and they for the most part they deserve to be two and zero aside from a few gaffes. That's about it. In the end of the day. Andrew Luck was twenty-one of thirty-one for only one hundred and seventy-nine yards. Man, um, how do I get that thing off of there? Anyways, Andrew Luck twenty-one of thirty-one for one hundred seventy-nine, five point eight average, uh, two touches, two t- two interceptions. Was only sacked once. That's another point to this: the Colts' offensive line have kept Andrew Luck largely pretty clean. He's been t- he's taken some hits, but he's only been sacked three times in two games. <laughs> I don't know if we can ever say that there was a a stretch through um, the Colts in the past few years where they've had stuff like that where they've only given up that amount of sacks that's pretty impressive stuff so uh, Jordan Wilkins 6.1 yards per carry 10 carries 61 yards outside of that Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines were what 14 for 41 yards that's like a 2.9 average without Jordan Wilkins in there getting those big chunks on the ground and using his vision, but he also showed some explosion yesterday. You got to love that. Uh, Without Wilkins, the Colts rushing attack is not proving anybody that they can beat them. I mean, I think Naheem Hines had a really nice run up the middle for the touchdown. He had showed great vision and patience and stuff. I thought that was awesome, but that's one play. Uh, You know, people are trying to get on and make Naheem Hines better than he is because he's got a touchdown now. He's not averaging. More than what two and a half, I think, yards per carry in this. So he, as a running back, he is not a great option. He has the ability to explode and have a big play occasionally, but more or less, he's being used almost strictly as a uh, as a, 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 a receiver in most cases or a slot receiver. So you, you like what Jordan Wilkins is doing. I hope that he continues to do that. Marlon Mack, even back, had a couple nice plays. You saw some determination from him and in and in, in, in hard runs but he's just not i mean he his vision right now is suspect to me because there was at least two plays the other night where he had holes in one direction or the other even had a stutter step within you know behind the line of scrimmage and he'd cut the wrong way still and i don't that's something maybe that's just first game back stuff but that's kind of something we've seen from from him is that you know he would shy away from some of the interior stuff and bounce it outside. And then yesterday it seemed like he was almost, you know, didn't want to bounce many outside when he had the opportunity to and had some blockers available as well. So I think that that's going to kind of get itself uh, back to back to normal. But I'd like the two-headed monster of Jordan Wilkins and Marlon Mack if Mack can get himself smoothed out a little bit. I thought the, the backfield did a lot for the Colts offense. They ran the ball 24 times. Uh, if you don't count Andrew Luck's four attempts, And it kept the passing game in that very well balanced. Uh, 31 passes, 24 carries. That's, you know, pretty, pretty good. I think that that's definitely something that the the Colts should try to do more often. 53 pass attempts pretty much tells you that you don't want to have a running game. So we'll see with that. But uh, we mentioned Darius Leonard, obviously 18 tackles, 15 of those solo, a sack, uh, a pass defense, and a quarterback hit and fumble you know a a fumble a forced fumble so leonard obviously is making everybody jump out of their shoes right now because he's showing that not only is he a rookie and the probably the best player on the colts defense right now but eventually he has the opportunity to to really become one of the best linebackers in the league i think and i think he has if he continues to play like this it'll happen this year he is definitely a building block for what the colts are trying to do uh i look at the look at the the front of the Colts defensive line. Look at look where how it's how it's kind of spaced. When you got Sheard and Hunt, how long are those two guys going to be around there? Hopefully, T- Tyquan Lewis can get healthy and come back. Denico Autry is not really a long term investment, I don't think. So the Colts have a D line that they really have to continue to get these guys in and out with the Son Ridgeway. They've got to be able to get Grover Stewart more involved, and all of these things. And the and Sunday they looked great. I think that they showed their, like I said, their explosion. Jihad Ward came in and played nice. Uh, Al-Qadim Muhammad came in. And here let's let's get to this when we're talking defense here, too, because we've got a little bit to talk about Terrell Basham. He was a healthy scratch yesterday. Uh, looking at everything that the Colts accomplished yesterday from their front seven, both pressure, consistent pressure, uh, forcing Alex Smith off his spot or to step up and make bad percent or low percentage throws, that defense – Showed a lot more pressure than they have in the past. Terrell Basham, you know, originally uh, as an edge guy, has been still considered an edge guy. But what they do the last game, they brought him inside and they try kind of use him as they were planning to use Tyquan Lewis as a defensive end slash defensive tackle to come in, be able to bring that pressure. And they've been they used Lewis almost exclusively when he was healthy in uh, training camp as the defensive tackle, as a backup in the rotation. Terrell Basham. Showed that he could be a part of a of a solid pass rush from the interior, I think. But all in all, guys, there, Muhammad and, and Ward and Sheard and Hunt and Terrell, they're all proven to be better pass rushers off the edge than Ty or than I'm sorry uh, Terrell Basham. Keeping Basham off the field yesterday might have been the best move that Frank Reich made yesterday uh, before the game even even started. And look, we, we continue. I wrote about this today. You can continue to say he's young. He needs to develop. Um, a lot of people put the Mathis, you know, comparison to him saying that, you know, Mathis took a year to develop on special teams and then blew up. I don't think Terrell Basham has that blow up about him. I don't see it. I mean, it, not initially, I, I thought he was a great prospect because I knew he could, t- I thought he could take to coaching, Earn a couple extra uh, pass rush moves. He had the speed and the strength to do it. He's just not showing it on the field. And like I said, all these other guys played much better than him yesterday. And basically, if Terrell Basham is in the game anymore, he's taking away from snaps from guys who are better suited to do what Terrell Basham was drafted to do, and that's rush the quarterback. We saw a lot of those guys get in and disrupt the backfield yesterday. For uh, I mean, what, what do the Colts hold the – uh, Redskins to rushing it was under way well under hundred uh 65 yards on 22 carries three uh three yard average and that includes Alex Smith's 14 yards rushing as well so this I mean look he just doesn't have a spot on this team I mean he is deep back up I get that you keep him there he's on the 53 he's not an awful player but the guys that they've got in right now are doing a better job at what he was supposed to come in and do and they're undrafted. I mean, a couple of these guys undrafted. They're not highly thought of. People are almost making fun of Jihad Ward because the Colts have him on their line and he was successful yesterday. Like guys from uh, Dallas where he used to play. Look, Matt Eberflus loves him. And I think that there was a lot of love for him there in Dallas as well amongst the coaching staff. Similar, similar schemes, almost identical. But Matt Eberflus put a game plan yesterday together to pressure Alex Smith to cover well to break things, I mean the, the the defense was flying around. Such an impressive game yesterday. So much fun to watch these guys. Clayton Gathers also had 12 total tackles. Kenny Moore played a big game, had a couple tackle for losses or tackles for loss as well. Anthony Walker showed that he's probably duly the starting Mike. I like Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore is going to be really good. Sky Moore has some position versatility, if you ask me. But Anthony Walker came back much, much better from his injury than I expected him to, and I think that a lot of people probably expected him to. He had eight tackles and a tackle for loss yesterday. Nate Harrison played well. Uh, Pierre Desur broke broke up a sure touchdown catch in the end zone. I can't remember who would have caught it, but he had his hand in between the two and pulled the ball out as that guy's putting two feet on the ground. Excellent play from Desur. Uh, I, th- I just thought that a lot of a lot of the defense all chipped in so well. And even if Darius Leonard has an average game of 10 tackles, let's say, that's still a very very good game from him and this and the rest of this defense was complimenting him the entire game. I thought the coverage was good. It was fun to see these guys breaking on the ball. deserve almost had uh, an interception at the end of the half, I think and should have legitimately probably taken that back for six points. I thought that uh, everybody that you see on this Colts team is just buying in completely to everything that they've been taught. I think that the offense needs a little bit of work. I think the offensive line's fantastic, though, right now. I mean, look, they they, they did get some pressure put on them. There's no doubt. But largely, LaRaven Clark, Joe Haig, then you use using the interior of Slauson, Kelly, and Nelson. Guys, the offensive line is Okay. I mean, these offensive line coaches, they, they deserve a lot of credit, I think, because they've getting, they're getting guys – not only – I mean, we talked about this too. The uh, Raven Clark started at left tackle for the first time in his career yesterday. You know, Joe Higgs played both sides. These guys are utility guys largely in backups, and they played pretty damn well. You've got to really enjoy what the Colts are doing in a lot of aspects of this game. We have to – look, Andrew Luck has to quit on these cr- crazy throws we get that – i we can we always say this this is what you get with Andrew Luck but they can't keep having that okay they're in negative they're in bad parts of the field he's throwing interceptions now in the in the red zone when they're about to score and he's throwing interceptions when the Colts are what from their like 29 30 yard line luckily the defense stepped up and forced a field goal on the, on that interception so that really didn't come away with the Colts really reeling from that too bad but man look against good teams against contenders those are touchdowns and that can't happen that has to be Andrew Luck being better with the ball at that point if he wants to go downfield a little bit or something like that outside you know whether it's a one-on-one situation please continue to do that I like those not only that but that's a good 50-50 opportunity for the receiver when you do it in the middle of the field uh, in triple coverage on a guy who was never open throughout there you have to either a take the sack Get, step up and try to run, at least get some yardage back from your drop or something simple. Andrew Luck cannot continue to throw those into double and triple coverage. The, te- the interception to Doyle last week was in bracketed coverage. Doyle had no chance to make that, even if he broke well on the, ground, on the ball and didn't slip in his route. There was no chance he was going to catch that ball. That was either an interception or an incompletion. It was a terrible throw. This one was a terrible throw. DJ Swearinger came up with a second interception on that. And that, that stuff cannot happen. By and large, but that's it, right? Andrew Luck's been very efficient throughout. He isn't throwing the ball downfield nearly as much, but you have to love the game plan from Frank Reich in all of this. Frank Reich is, is continually putting people in place to succeed. Andrew Luck, he is getting the ball out largely much quicker than he has in the past. Um, a lot of it, very high percentage throws, too you know there's a couple times where luck has had to step up or evade some pressure and the, and it didn't work out great but he's also been able to get down uh, as well and, and kind of try to make at least a positive out of this i thought that he did really well yesterday overall um It just wasn't a big statistical day for him. You know, if he cuts down just with that one interception, we don't know what that does. The Colts, honestly, I felt the Colts should have dominated them 35 points or better. I thought that the Colts should have – let me rephrase that. The Colts should have gotten a 35 on them yesterday. I thought they were in excellent position for another couple touchdowns, at least a field goal, and they kind of blew those opportunities. Like I said, in the middle of the game, um, last couple offensive drives of the first half and then I think the first couple of the second half, the Colts really sputtered on offense. They weren't getting any more than three or four plays. They were not converting on third downs, but there wasn't much execution there. It was just a, a, a bad stretch. But I think it happened in the best possible time because the Redskins were held down by the Colts' defense as well. Um, I, I think uh, looking at uh, you know situations like Eric Ebron is a guy who now is almost – it's strange, too, because the first two weeks he had a lot of snaps in the first half. Second half, not as many. But look what he's in there for. He is in there strictly, not strictly, but almost strictly to create matchup hell for the opposing defense, get, get matchups on linebackers with him or even a safety that he can outjump or anything like that, and they're getting him the ball in the first half. In the second half, he's kind of a spectator for the most part. I think uh, uh, Jack Doyle outsnapped he and Hewitt combined. I think that he – I don't remember how many snaps he had necessarily, but he had well more. I think 17 and 16 were the two that Ebron and Hewitt had. And, I i mean, this – it that's just how he's being used. I think it's something similar to Naheem Hines. He is going to get some cuts in the backfield, but largely he's a guy that they want out of the backfield to be able to create matchups uh, with slower guys that he can beat in space. One of the biggest – coaching blunders nearly yesterday and it was really the only one that I noticed offhand but that play call where the Colts are on their three-yard line and they swing past it out to Naheem Hines and not only that but it was a lateral if that ball gets jarred or dropped that is either a touchdown or a safety that is an absolute ridiculous play call you don't do that when you are inside your own five-yard line and it was it was largely pretty predictable I mean, Josh Norman came in and nearly had you know, a a big, big play on that, and that would have cost the Colts dearly, and that would have completely flipped the script in terms of momentum. The Colts can't have that kind of stuff. Those have to be out the door. Outside of that, Frank Reich called a beautiful game. Frank Reich has this team all really wanting everything that they have in front of them. They're extremely hungry. It's fun to watch these guys um, just – Looking at, at some of the, the things that they did yesterday, they seem simple, but as a as a whole and all combined, it, it leads to winning football for the most part. They are using their running game, they're not shying away from it, but it's setting up the rest of the game. Andrew Lux getting these short passes, and I'm surprised. I am honestly really surprised. That the Redskins weren't in better position to make more plays on those balls than they were, because it's it seems predictable. But when you have multiple alignments in the backfield, you've got multiple packages. When you're talking about 12 and 13 personnel or whatever, this is just a very good game plan so far for Frank Reich. Not only is his first his first 15 uh, plays being scripted almost ideally, but you look at what he's doing in the second half, and a lot of that is there. If it works. It's going to go. If it doesn't, that's not so great. But, I mean, look at the, the way that they're spreading the ball around and how they can do it. And this is what keeps uh, uh, an offense that is throwing short unpredictable. Seven receptions for T.Y., two for Grant, two three for Ebron, two for Doyle, two, uh, three for Rodgers, two for uh, Wilkins, and one for Mac and Hines apiece. Spreading the ball around. Getting everybody the opportunity to make a play it keeps the defense on their heels, even if you throw a lot like they did the other night in in week one, or even if you have a balanced approach like they did yesterday, uh, in in Washington, this Colts team has a lot of potential guys. The, the the defense we've seen it. We don't know how well it's going to hold up, but you love Kenny Moore in the back uh, back end. You love what Malik Hooker presents back there as far as coverage, you know, ability. Math, uh, matthias Farley is a vet who is coming in and playing and working hard when gathers you know isn't or vice versa with hooker you know right now I guess you could probably say Quincy Wilson isn't playing great football but he's also been hurt he's definitely got the potential to be great but we'll have to see with that but we do have to serve, and I think that the the secondary is playing above their potential right now quite honestly the linebacking crew is completely anchored by Darius Leonard that group is completely feeding off of his energy. Up front, these guys are getting off the ball so quick, and they're trying to get through and puncture that hole from or that pocket from the inside. They're getting solid edge pressure to be able to kind of enclose that quarterback in the pocket. They look really good, and they're all working together pretty well. The chemistry seems to be what is really picking up with this defense, and you see them fly into the ball four and five, six helmets at a time tackling one guy. They have to. They talked about their grading uh, last week, and their defensive grading, and basically saying that if you had a if you get a passing grade in their in their scheme, their grading scale, then you had a hell of a game. Well, you see it now. If that ball, once the completion's there, everybody has to run the ball. You have to run to the ball, and if you don't, you get you know whatever docked in your grade or whatever. But this is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing right now to see this defense working so hard, um, going to the other side of the ball. You have to love what's up front. You have to love this offensive line so far. And this has been without Anthony Costanzo. This has been without Denzel Good. Now, uh, are LeRaven Clark and Joe Haig better than Denzel Good? Maybe. Maybe. But we know that Anthony Costanzo is the best lineman on the team right now and continues to be. And you match him up with Nelson, who is a very, very close second, if if not even maybe first himself. You've gotten an excellent start to this offensive line, and you've got more depth. Once he's healthy, this interior continues to play well. Maybe or maybe not Braden Smith is able to come in and help out as well. You like what the offensive line looks like right now. Um, from the receivers, you know, look, I mean, Grant has come on, and you like to see that. Had a 21-yard catch yesterday. Um, he's actually – do. Oh, man, he had an awesome block. He and Chester Rogers on that T.Y. Hilton catch. I think it was right after that swing pass to Naheem Hines yesterday. And you see the short pass. I think the Colts were like third and 12. Short pass out just just off to the edge uh, with T.Y. Hilton and Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers blocking downfield. Both pancaked their their guys. And T.Y. was able to, able to scamper largely free for a first down and could have been a bigger gain had that safety not been over the top. These, I mean, this is what he's done well, and I guess this is, you know, it's a he's an all-inclusive package right now. He's not flashy, but he is a worker. You have to like that part of it, you know. Uh, it's what you want to see from him as a receiver. That is that still kind of gets you. But if you can do all that and it helps the team win, you know, we'll have to put personal feelings about a, a player's um, specific. Performance aside, because he's doing the the things without the ball that matter just as much. Um, after that, you just do get down to Chester Rogers from the receiving core, and that's only three wide receivers that got a got caught a pass yesterday. I mean, Pascal hasn't caught a pass. We haven't seen much from you know the other guys outside. I mean, the running backs caught a few passes, but it seemed like they were targeted more. The Colts' screen game offensively is kind of trash right now. It's just not looking good, and vice versa. The Colts' defending of the op- opponents' screen game is not very good right now. We had a couple of good stops yesterday, but the other two went for real big gains because they just simply got either missed a tackle up front when they should have, or taken a guy uh, off his feet or something like that. But they've get once they get into space, they're hard to tackle, and the Colts aren't getting there in time. So the Colts have to be better tacklers up at the line of scrimmage, but they. You know, had spurt yesterday and last week in week one where they really proved that they are physical enough to do it, especially Kenny Moore. It's, for such a, a smaller guy, you have to appreciate everything that he is doing right now physically. And their coverage has been good deep. You love to see that. I think that the, the back end of these guys, this defense, is really interesting. Now, I'm interested to see some of the backups, like what Sky Moore is able to do <clears throat> if he comes in. To a uh, a dime type package, what are um, you know Matthew Adams? What is he able to do? Naji Good, he hasn't been really uh, talked about much. He's he's done all right, but you know Darius Leonard is just completely blanketing everybody else, and they're not going to get a whole lot of attention. From, in, from anybody else on this linebacking core. You have to be excited. You have to really appreciate what the Colts offense is doing right now. You have to appreciate what the Colts defense is doing right now. Frank Reich, good game plans. Matt Eberflus continuing to be aggressive. You love that. The combination of that on both sides of the ball, the aggressiveness is fantastic. That's winning football. That's how they're going to win, and they're going to lose some games like that. Now, one of the things that I mentioned yesterday was that spurt of time where the offense wasn't sustaining drives, was three and out, three and out, three and out, or punt, or just whatever. That's how a defense like this really struggles. And I think halftime probably helped them because they kind of broke those two situations up into pieces. The defense had some time to rest. If you go three and out every play – It's kind of what they used to say when Manning was in that they the Colts offense would score so quickly that the defense never had time to rest. Well, the offense isn't scoring so quickly with Andrew Luck behind them necessarily, but they are coming off the field too quickly in 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 large sections of games like that. That wears the defense down. That's going to allow them to get over you know somebody to get over on them. That's something that the defense has to be – that's why the defense needs such a heavy rotation, and I think that we're seeing that and how how much that pays off, to be quite honest with you, because the defense really never let up. They bent. They didn't really break at all. I mean, hell, I think they only had one red zone opportunity, the Redskins, yesterday, and that was on that interception that Luck threw. So you like what we saw early, uh, even in preseason, with the way that the Colts' defense would play in the red zone. Now we saw it kind of move out a little bit to the 35 40 yard line. We saw that defense kind of anchoring right there and really either trying to make a play or trying to get some pressure on the quarterback. These guys are doing a great job. I'm really excited about this Colts team. I don't think that this Colts team is a, you know, guaranteed playoff team, but look at the rest of the division right now. Somehow Tennessee won yesterday without Mariota. What does that say about the Texans? That's those that's a that's a game within itself that almost just makes you cringe. How did that happen? But the Titans don't look great at all. The Texans are zero two and aren't very good. I mean, right now, and you're seeing that offensive line right now give Deshaun Watson headaches like crazy. The one thing that I think that we n- that necessarily need to worry about is the Jaguars. Man, they looked excellent yesterday against uh, you know the Patriots, and I and I think that you could probably say that is Blake Bortles' best game ever ever you don't ever see him with that kind of touch on the ball that type of speed Blake Bortles came to play yesterday and they basically they dominated the Patriots for the most part so the Colts have a ladder that they can climb the Colts are in this mix they've got to prove though here soon they're going to play the Texans and then in the second half of the season after the bye they're going to have to prove that they can take those teams out because they should beat the Texans they should beat the Titans both of them But then they've got to at least try to grab one from the Jaguars. That's going to be a very difficult decision or uh, attempt. But the Colts have to be able to at least play in there. And we know that the Colts can be competitive for most of the game. They've got to do something to get over that hump, get that lead, maintain the lead, and get a win against those teams, I think especially the Jaguars. But the Colts are in the hunt for this, guys. I mean, the Colts, if if they can't take over the Jaguars, they can't beat them. Then they've still got these two titans and the Texans that they can do what they can early to step on them and climb, and then maybe the Colts can be in the wild card situation. All of this matters. All of this is is a bit down the road, but you're seeing what you want to see from a team that can play, that can make the playoffs, and that can bring the energy and and the and the e- execution to both sides of the ball to where they can legitimately challenge in the playoffs i think that's something that's exciting especially if this offensive line keeps up especially if this defense keeps playing the way they have and if andrew luck stops giving away free passes to defenses in in bad parts of the field so we know what andrew luck can do we know what everybody else can do it's going to be exciting to watch this team throughout the season guys i'm excited i know you guys are excited um again we've got some news this week Make sure you guys are going on iTunes, hooking us up with a rating and review. Those always are a help. But if you're not subscribed as of now to the Colts cast on iTunes, you guys need to do that soon. You're going to want to do that most definitely very soon. And we're going to have some some cool things ahead for you. So thank you guys all for listening. Uh, Big win for the Colts. Big win for Frank Reich. Big win for the Colts fans everywhere. Colts beat the Redskins 21-9. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here. On the Colts Cast yeah. Stampede Blue. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple.